This week, Mike and I are discussing a new GTA 6 rumor, Stadia Easter eggs, it is the future after all. And we discuss whether or not boomers have a right to judge video games when they still use Facebook. This is the Good Game, Bad Game podcast. This is a song I wrote about the Good Game, Bad Game podcast. Hello, everyone, and welcome back to the Good Game, Bad Game podcast. I believe this is episode 18. We'll call it 18 2.0 because Brad made the mistake of not resuming the uh, recording. So we are technically doing this. We're running it back, and Mike and I have to record this a second time. And so I already know, but Mike, tell me about your last week in video games. Should I tell you about what I've done since <laughs> um, we last recorded? Have you done much since? All right, well, I went to the dentist. <laughs> and did you play video games there? Oh, I wish. They <laughs> played video games with my heart and my teeth. Quit this playing week, uh, games with my heart. Demonetized. Okay. So this week. <laughs> um, well, let's talk about last week before we talk about this week. Yeah. Um, last week... I was pretty up in the air with what I was going to play after finishing Watch Dogs. Um, I, you know, my head told me, play that big backlog you have because PS4 is going away, believe it or not. Um, and my heart told me, you just got Immortals Phoenix Rising. Play that. It's your newest game. You've got the Series X. You barely played it. Um, so I went with my heart and started playing Immortals. And it's it's really good. I almost, uh, I had a lot of issues. I think I touched on this last week. I had a lot of issues getting it in the first place because mm-hmm. Amazon kept losing it. <laughs> <laughs> but if I, and then you had to wait, they made me wait a certain period of time before getting a replacement. Mm-hmm. At that point, I was really up in the air with whether or not I really wanted it at that point. It's not really, from what I've seen, my kind of game. Um, so I was kind of branching out to play this. I talked to a couple people who had played it, and uh, they really enjoyed it. They said to stick with it, so I did, and I started playing it this week. And it's so far, I'm probably about three or four hours in. It's really good. Nice, that's awesome. Um, other than that, I don't think I've played Horizon since last week. I just, <laughs> I don't know that I will ever again. Damn, we'll see. Um, like the overall gameplay of Immortals, um, you know, I think like a lot of people have said it's very similar to Breath of the Wild. I know you haven't played Breath of the Wild, um, but obviously it's Ubisoft. So people have been saying it's a cross between Assassin's Creed and Breath of the Wild. Do you get a lot of like the, the like prototypical, like do you climb towers to open the map? Yeah. Uh, yeah. Uh, <laughs> one, of the, one of the first, I don't know if it really opens the map. Okay. Per se, I, I guess to an extent. So in the beginning of the game, they have you climb this tall like statue mm-hmm. of some god to to do basically the whole Assassin's Creed thing. Mm-hmm. Um, I haven't figured out if you do it again. There's this okay. one mechanic. I think it's called like far sight or something like that. Or it's basically like using binoculars, mm-hmm. and you can like scan the map for different like. Um, missions or side missions or like there are these like portals you can go through that are essentially like puzzles um, okay. and there's usually like a chest in there so you can get um, like resources and usually get like one piece of gear like a helmet or armor and that like affects your like some pieces of armor increase your health some increase your stamina okay things like that and then at the end um you like the main the main part of it is not the chest it's like to collect zeus's lightning and you get like one unit from what i've seen so far per per portal and um you use that to like upgrade yourself okay um, but you find things like that um and they do <laughs> they do have you do kind of like a leap of faith the first time you climb one of those things but uh-huh. it's not like it's not like Watchdogs Legion where you do that and it actually plays like the eagle sound and <laughs> it's the same like mechanic like you do like that 
front flip landing on your back into a bale of hay. Like mm-hmm. Watch Dogs Legion actually had an Easter egg in there where you do that. Yeah, I feel like Ubisoft is really good about like at, like doing like the crossover of their franchises and like putting in those little like it, it's always the Assassin's Creed leap of faith in almost everything they add it mm-hmm. somewhere, and I love it. Um, I think they um, so the the thing I really like about the game is like it's basically I think it's Zeus and Prometheus. I think it's like Prometheus telling Zeus a story about an immortal, and so like throughout the game there is this dialogue between the two that kind of like tell what's going on in the game. Oh, okay. And I think sometimes I'm trying to remember, I think there was one um, example where um, they did reference another Ubisoft game. I'm pretty sure it was Assassin's Creed. Okay. That's neat. Yeah. They're pretty good about doing that. Um, I'm I'm excited to hear that. Like so far it's good. I'm, I'm, I'm eager to hear more about it because, you know, uh, this game and watchdogs both got like, kind of like, good and bad reviews um that kind of made me a little nervous um but hearing what you've said about both of these games now uh definitely has me excited so yeah i also i mean watch dogs i think is pretty much a no-brainer that i'm going to love it i mean that's just my kind of game yeah for sure um but like i said with immortals i was kind of like reaching outside what i generally play i'm not really into the fantasy slash mythology kind of thing Mm-hmm. Um, where, where would but, you say you like rank with like these like with like a like uh more of a massive open world or or i guess how how big is it does it seem really it, big it seems like it's it's pretty big it seems i think it's like from my understanding of it it's like a um collection of islands okay um i don't know how big breath of the wild is i wish i did know it's, it's massive. Um, is it? Yeah, it's fucking huge. It seems really big. I, and I know, like, you haven't played Legion yet, but it seems like it's the same map size as Legion, just more, like, spread out, I guess. I gotcha. Yeah, it can't be sense. too huge. As far as I know, again, I am, like, just scratching the surface of this game. I don't think there's any fast travel. Okay. Oh, But wow. you can, like fly and stuff like there's really high mountains you can climb and then if you jump off them and fly i mean you can cover a lot of ground interesting i think no fast travel wow i i don't i just haven't found any fast traveling i but from what i've seen so far like there's been no mention of it and frankly like i wouldn't see a need for it so that's far cool. that's really cool um, but, um you'll you'll yeah, have to you'll have to definitely keep playing it and and keep reporting back on it much like you did with uh watchdogs yeah i think this is definitely going to be one i'm going to try to like focus on um hopefully not start something new <laughs> <laughs> yeah exactly well dope i can't make my host joke this time because i don't know that you started we didn't start with that conversation this time i'm sad. That. <laughs> i had a couple of zingers in there you did i was i was how was your week in um, gaming? It was, uh, it was, it was, uh, it had its ups and its downs. So I got my PS5. Ooh. I know, I know, very exciting. I got that Saturday, um, and I've gotten to play a good bit of it. But um, you know, the 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 saga of playing Mafia Three has come to an end. I, I finished it, finished my kill playthrough, and the tr- I found out that the trophy that I was going for was glitched and. Making it pretty much impossible for me to get the platinum in that game, so I wasted an entire—I mean, a playthrough of that took me what about three weeks, um, and yeah, so uh, that is that is out the window. And uh, I was telling you that uh, glitch trophies that aren't fixed and um, online trophies are really the bane of my existence as a person who, <laughs> who likes to go back and try and get trophies for games. Cause, cause I'm also an idiot. Like technically this is on me. Um, uh, this one may not be because it's a glitch trophy, but like with the online ones, especially that's, that's sometimes on me for not being into the online right away. Um, I, I started actually making a habit of if a game has online trophies, I will do my best to just get them out of the way and mm-hmm. try and complete them. Uh, before I forget to do them, especially if I think it's a game that I might want to platinum. Um, so I've tried to be better about that. But yeah, 
uh, Mad Max and Mafia 3 are now on my shit list because uh, they both had a trophy that I spent um, an unnecessary amount of time going back and trying to get that ended up being glitched. Move over, NCAA. There's a new sheriff in town. <laughs> yeah. So, rip me. Um, but... Uh, yeah, with the PS5, uh, I got Miles Morales, but I got the Ultimate Edition, so it came with Spider-Man PS4 Remastered. Um, so I've been playing that before jumping into Miles Morales because I really just... A $20 excuse to play that game again was fine by me. So <laughs> I've been playing that. That game is so incredible. I was actually thinking about it. Um, so I think Last of Us 2 is my favorite game of all time. And I think Witcher 3 is right there. Like, it's neck and neck for those two just because, like, how I came into The Witcher 3 is, like, crazy in and of itself. Like, never probably would have even really thought about it until, like, now, seeing after seeing it blow up. But, like, I bought it, like, day one and was, like, on that train right away. Um, I I think Spider-Man PS4 falls into my top five. I'm not 100% sure where. Um, it's definitely not my favorite. It's definitely not my – definitely not in the top two. But it, it could fight for third like no joke it is such a good game and like going back and playing it now i like remember how great it is um and it's so freaking smooth every game that i've played on the ps5 so far has just been so smooth i've played that i've played bug snacks astro's playroom and um man eater the free playstation plus game that we got this month and all of them just play it's just smooth uh the loading i haven't really been paying attention to the loading because i feel like it's over and done so quick um but yeah most of my time i've been putting into spider-man to um get through that so i can play miles morales and actually play a new game um on the ps5 so that's basically what i've been doing and with spider-man i got to try out the the new in like the PS menu, the new like insights or whatever that they have where it like shows you, you know, what your next mission is, how long the mission will be, what your reward is. It's all very, very cool, honestly. Um, and so I was looking at it and uh, with Spider-Man specifically, it like had uh, how many backpacks I found, one of the collectibles and was telling me my progress towards finding all of them, has a couple of the trophies that you may be close to getting. And then it had, like I said, like the missions, but including side missions. So it had like a Fisk, a Fisk headquarters um, that I was like near. I was in like the territory I was in. And so I was like, oh, like I'll go do that. It tells me how long it should take. It was like 10 minutes. So um, I think I think it was just like hold square to start or something like that. So I, I held square thinking that it was going to mark it on my map. And it literally just zapped me over there. And I like he like Spider-Man does like a superhero landing on like a, a post. And you're like, okay time to start taking out bad guys and i was like that is so freaking cool yeah um and you know i i don't know how much i'll use it because you know uh i love going around the city and like you have like the the crimes that pop up and stuff and those are like such a grind and like i'm gonna want to platinum this so doing those as they pop up is like super beneficial in that sense and like in terms of time but if i ever have a moment where it's like you know, I'm kind of short for time or like I'm going to be going to bed soon, but I want to just do one more big thing instead of like swinging all the way over to it. I can just quickly j just jump to it from that quick menu and it loads up right away. And I thought that was so freaking cool. That is that is really nice how it gives you those options. Like you said, like if you're in a crunch and like you really just want to get to this mission and do it, you can you can approach it that way. Um, I in the, and I played the the Spider-Man for um, Spider-Man game for the PS4, and I didn't even realize that like fast traveling was a thing until um, you showed me that hilarious screenshot of your yeah. platinum trophy. Um, it's just with with that game, it's just so nice to be able to traverse. Like I kind of think it's similar to like Immortals, and I think um, from what I've played so far, uh, Spider-Man is still like way more fun because there's more obstacles it's not as like open space but like it's nice to play a game where traveling is so much fun mm -hmm. um to the point where you don't even really want to use fast travel so it but it but it is nice that it is so quick to load um in case you are um, in a pinch for time yeah that's it's great um and the only other thing that i noticed was uh the controller in the game 
uh, the, the like adaptive triggers, um, when you're swinging, it really like only presses in a little bit. And then when you reach like the apex, it like fully compresses and like you like let go and like do your flip or whatever. And then you start to like do your free fall again. Um, it just like feels so cool. Like it feels so good. I don't really know how else to explain it, but I, I really like that like feature. And, um, I was saying to you, Asher's Playroom is obviously like, this is everything the controller can do. And, you know, I don't really know how many games. Obviously, every Sony game is going to, like, find a way to use each. We'll call it a gimmick. Um, yeah, they probably mandate it. But, like, Asher's Playroom was, like, to the nth degree. Like, it was, like, it's a bit much, in my opinion. Um, but it's still so cool. And, like, I, I was just, like, already thinking of, like, all the ways that it will work. And the vibrating that it does in, like, certain situations is, is really cool. Um, you know, like, sometimes I don't even realize that it's doing it. And, like, it's happening. Like, I, I don't know. I don't know how else to explain it. It just kind of brings you into the game more. Yeah, dude. It's it's so great. It, it's, it's, a really, it's a really good controller. And now actually using it, like, beforehand I had just held it. And, like, I held it in my hands compared to, to holding, like, the Switch Pro. And, like, as far as feel goes, I, I, I think I like the Switch Pro controller more. Wow. Um, but actually, like, but actually now playing with the DualSense, I, I'm not sure. I love this controller. It is such a good controller. I love the feel of it in my hands. Um, that much I already know. But, like, with the, like, the vibrating and, like, the, the triggers and stuff, I'm really, really liking this controller. It's great. That kind of ties it back to last week when we had a little bit of a, a conversation on controllers and the fact that, you know, I, I think people were unsure about how these, um, you know, reactive uh, triggers were, were going to work mm-hmm. and if they were really a gimmick or not. But it, it sounds to me like, I mean, it, it brings you into the game more. Mm-hmm. Um, you kind of feel the swing more than you would on a PS4 controller. Exactly. So that's, that's cool. It's cool to hear. Yeah, love it. But yeah, Definitely that's makes me jealous. <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Um, but yeah, it's great. It's it's a great piece of hardware. I'm sure Xbox will probably make a competitor to it or like something that's similar. Um, yeah. Provided gamers, like we were talking about the survey, provided people respond like positively towards this kind of thing. Um, I I would assume that. There are, I think Xbox is a lot better, in my opinion, to catering to like the the wants of like the consumer. They're they're pretty like forward thinking in that sense. I think. Um, so I would have to imagine that if this is getting good feedback, they'll do something similar to it. We can hope. Yeah, but um, yeah, I, like I said, I, I played Bucks Next too, which that has been everything I've wanted to be. So um, I should be done with uh. I should be done with Bug Snacks and Astro's Playroom at the very least. So I'll have like two full games under my belt and like can talk more about like the entire, um, the like overall entire game and everything and, and how I felt. But the thing I'll say about Bug Snacks, like obviously it's like cartoony, but it is like, like I said, it is just so smooth. And like the gameplay of it is, it's super simple, but also you kind of have to like big brain at some moments and i don't i don't know but it's like everything i wanted that game to be it it has hit the nail on the head so far would it be worth getting it for ps4 i that's the only thing i don't know and i wish i would have something where i i almost wish i would have gotten it on ps4 so that way i could have compared it on ps4 to ps5 to actually tell because i mean who knows maybe it's really not all that different because it is kind of a basic game so i would assume that the ps4 should be capable so I'm, I'm, I'm really not sure, but I mean, I held off because I ended up getting it for free only for PS5, but it was like, well, I might as well just wait to play it then until I get my PS5. Oh, uh, so that's probably not a cross-buy game then. You know what? It might've been if you, uh, yeah, I don't uh, know. Maybe, maybe other than the PlayStation Plus version. I don't know uh-huh. if they can, if that's how that works. Or... If they can only opt, like, well, I mean, I guess think about it this way. If I buy Valhalla for the PS5, does that mean I also get it for the PS4? I don't know. So I think it's I one know. of those things. I would assume no, but maybe not. I can say for Xbox, it's just one disc. So like that's true, but this was digital. Oh, true. I didn't consider that. So yeah. in that case, you would hope it would do the same way as a disc, or else you kind of I don't know. 
how many times I mean, once you have a ps5 how many times are you going to want to go back and play it on a ps4 but right i think i think it, it's probably i'm assuming if you if i would have bought it for ps4 i would have had it on ps5 as well but i think because i got the p i think it doesn't work the other way i don't think it works gotcha. the inverse if you get it for ps5 you don't get it necessarily for ps4 but i could be totally wrong about this so anyway worth an experiment <laughs> that's true that's true i could i could um the next well i just got miles morales so i can try and see if i can download miles morales on my ps4 true that'd be nice too i mean i want to play these games but like i don't know when i'm gonna get a ps5 it's not really top of my priority uh, i mean especially because you have the the series x right um but yeah that was my that was my week so a bit of a downer at the beginning, but it all came on the upswing, pun intended, Spider-Man. And uh, yeah, I have a quick question for you before we jump into our actual nitty gritty, uh, our ranty episode. Um, I already know it's going to be that way because we did this before. We, we've been <laughs> here before. The multiverse has been opened. Um, how would you feel about, you know, we're actually playing new games newer i should say um which i think is s- sometimes a little rare for you and i because we you talked about it, we constantly have a backlog that we're working through um but as we're like consistently playing through somewhat newer games how would you feel about doing like just like a mini review at the end of the episode if one of us finishes a game and just like quickly talking about it um obviously if we both finish a game great because we can both talk on it but you know one person is allowed to get on their soapbox talk for like i don't know five ten minutes about a game that they just finished if it's yeah, like a newer game how would you feel yeah. about something like that yeah we do cool cool what about you people listening yeah how do you feel um, <laughs> let us know at the brad and chat like <laughs> all right <laughs> <laughs> um all right let's get into it gta 6 I'm excited for it. Are you excited for it? Oh, I'm excited for it. Are you excited for it? GTA Five was one of GTA Five was one of my favorite games ever. Um, Though I don't know if I liked it more or less than Spider Man. Anyway, uh, we got a nice little rumor, nice little tease, if you will, that uh, for the first time in the GTA series, uh, the one a playable character uh, will be female, and internet babies everywhere lost is, their fucking mind nobody is okay yeah um <laughs> so yeah for the first time now i say playable character because we don't know if it's the only character we don't know if it's just the main character uh similar to red dead you only played as arthur um or if it's going to be like gta 5 where you played as three different characters. I personally am hoping that we do get to play as multiple characters because I liked getting to experience those three. I'll tell you this much right now. I didn't say this before, Mike, but I'll say it now. If it's three women, all for it. Can you imagine we get an Italian job, but it's but it's three women, you know, like doing like this heist together? You and know? it's just the pussycat dolls. <laughs> Is the, they're the ones who sing Iris, right? You're asking the wrong person. So why don't you slide? That's the Goo Goo Dolls. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but uh, but yeah, I'm I'm really excited for this. I cannot stress enough that a lot of this is long overdue. Um, I think we need more representation, and I think getting to experience a game as a character that isn't just a carbon copy of your, uh, you know your perfect image of yourself is a good thing and i think it gets more people into it i said um you know like the 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 objective should be to get a wider player base um so introducing more female characters and more characters of color seems like a good option um as a like money grabber right like as somebody who only cares about money that right there is a reason to do it but obviously just for equal representation in general because that's a good thing um people should be exposed to different people so that way uh they don't have these terrible uh mentalities towards specific groups but i digress i would like to see you said something kind of triggered this in my brain um i would like to see the percentage of people who are complaining about 
um, a woman being a playable character in a game, um, how much they attribute to sales of like a game like GTA. Mm-hmm. Because these are obviously like the people who are the most um, upset by it are going to be the loudest mm-hmm. because they just feel like they're they've lost because um, not even because somebody else won, but because the playing field was uh, evened a little. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I, I wonder if it's really a sales move to have a character that's. Um, What's the word I'm looking for? I want to say recognizable, but um, just just common, uh, knowable. Like you see a character on the cover of a game, and you're like, "Oh, I know exactly what that character is going to be like," and I'm going to relate to them. Mm-hmm. Um, it would be interesting to see, like the the players that um, as as well, the players that have never played a GTA game that are now. Um, going to play this one because there's a character in the game that either looks or thinks or talks like them. Right. um, I'm sure it's going to outweigh the people that are mad. Yeah. And the people who are mad are still going to buy the game because they just, they just like to cry into the ether and then get the validation from somebody else who feels that way. And then they just keep hyping each other up. They just keep hyping up their wrong opinion um, just over and over again and just saying the dumbest, worst takes in the history of ever. Um, but, you know, I just like I, I just don't get the people who are like, well, I, I guess I'm just not going to play this GTA because it's not a male character. That makes no sense, because think about every woman who has played a GTA game um, where it has been a male character and they still mm-hmm. play it and they don't bitch about it because at the end of the day, you know, it's probably more of a, well, this is just how it is, which is stupid. Um, but also like if you want to experience something, then it's up to you to just experience the thing. Like if I want to experience GTA, I really don't care, you know, overall what the character is. I want to play a GTA game. So like, this has no impact on me. I'm just as excited for GTA six as I was, if not more, because again, I'm getting a, this is going to be, there's no doubt in my mind that this is going to be a different story because no matter how you try to like spin it, like it's gonna, it's gotta, it's gonna have to be different and it's not the same. And that's awesome to me. If you just have three guys again, well, that's exactly what GTA five was. How is this story really going to be that different? You know? Yeah. You're changing out the missions, but like, I don't know, like the overall just like interaction and stuff doesn't even get taken into account, right? Um, yeah, I I wouldn't be able to play another GTA game uh, with Michael. <laughs> exactly. I, I just, the the character, I feel like it's been there before. I've seen it before. Even when we played GTA 5, like we've seen that character or something similar before. Mm-hmm. Um, and, you know, we're looking at Rockstar specifically, um, you know, going from that to like Red Dead, where you play as Arthur and what's his name from the first game? Uh, John Marston. John Marston, yeah, thank you. Like I, I just, I've seen those characters, so it's it's exciting to see something for me, um, someone who's a white male, to just get, get a little bit of a change of pace. Yeah, freshen things up a little bit. Change is good whether you like to believe it or not, um, you know, if it ain't broke, don't fix it. But also, uh, just because it's not broken doesn't mean it can't be improved. So, but I mean, it could get to a point of being broken if it's the same story over and over and over again. For sure. For sure. Yeah. Um, I, I think this is good. And I think, you know, more games should look to do this. Now, the thing that interests me, I, I, I had time to think about this because I got time to think about what I had said and, anything else i wanted to bring up (laughs) are these people not mad that this game is most likely taking place in like like it's gonna have a lot of like latino american vibes to it right like latin american vibes to it i believe it's going to be taking place in miami if i remember correctly um with like a lot of like tie-ins to like i would assume central and like south american vibes no are people not going to be upset about that? Like there's a really good chance that like this, this character is potentially Latina. Um, 
I mean, am I am I crazy to think that? Like, are they are they not upset that their playable character already may not have been white? I feel like they probably didn't think that far ahead. Yeah, yeah, I kind of um, have that feeling I, too. I I can't imagine I mean, the conversation we're going to be having on the podcast after the main character is actually announced. Yeah, um, I'm. <laughs> but I, so okay. Going off of that, if it were, if the main character were a Hispanic male, would be having this conversation. Now we have had um, male characters in GTA games that weren't white before, um, right? Like, were people up in arms about Franklin being black? Like, were they saying that was a publicity stunt? Yeah, you know what I, I mean. I, I, like, I don't I, know if that's. The I don't case, think they but... were. I think this. I think the rooted issue in this specifically is the fact that it girl girl bad, which right. also is mind blowing um, to me. Yeah, I, and, <laughs> and maybe these and maybe these people that are getting upset about it um, kind of had their reckoning with um, you know the the events and and the the progress that we hope hopefully progress that we've seen in 2020 mm-hmm. they kind of know they've lost that battle so now they okay well um white people aren't white male aren't white men aren't necessarily superior here so let's keep what we can away from the women <laughs> you know yeah. uh it's just, yeah, yeah it's it's and, and then the dis, the disrespect so i some of the tweets that i saw um just very very like stereotypical jokes about women like I, I imagine the people tweeting about this probably under the age of twenty. Um, I hope. I'm sure. I'm sure some of them are. I'm sure a lot of them are. But that's what I, the assumption I like to make in my head, uh, and it's still not okay to say these things. But the, they don't understand the weight of what they're saying and the ignorance of it. I think um, a lot of times it comes back to um, people. A lot of times people who speak like this don't recognize that their their own mother is a woman, right? Mm-hmm. Like, these are things that you probably wouldn't say to your own mother and disrespect her like this, but whatever. Um, and, and then it further ventures to they don't have any women figures in their life that they have, like, a respect for. So they probably, mm-hmm. I hope, if they're talking like this, they don't have a significant other because, like, what kind of fucked up person are you to be saying these things um and then wanting the respect of women um mind-blowing to me yeah it's yeah hopefully they don't try too hard (laughs) (laughs) yeah seriously um but i'm excited yeah and and like you said these these people are still going to buy this game they're still going to play it and it's still going to go up for game of the year Mm mm-hmm so there's not a whole lot of significance in what they're they're saying, and I really by bringing this up, I, I and I think I can speak for you too. We're not giving it a platform. We don't want to bring these people attention, but we also kind of um, want want to educate. As I would say, two people who are really invested in the video game industry and kind of see what goes on, and this is a recurring theme. Uh, this isn't the first time we've talked about it on this podcast, and. Um, you really can't go a day. I mean, if you follow any woman who's in the gaming industry on Twitter, oh you can't God. go a day without seeing some of the abuse and neglect that most of them have to go through, if not all of them, in some degree or another. Um, yeah, and it's it, just... It's, go ahead. It's, it's, it's just a shame. That's all I'm saying. It's ex- it's extremely frustrating, um, and I think I said it, I said it before. I, I, like, it's just because I, I think people these people have a hard time putting themselves in the shoes of someone else and thinking like if i were a person of color wouldn't i be tired of seeing uh just a white person constantly or if i was a woman wouldn't i be tired of just seeing a man constantly like don't i also want to don't i also deserve to be represented you have mm-hmm. been you you are crying and we see this across the board it's not just in video games you are crying that you aren't being represented when you have been represented for the past forever it's time to sit down you'll still have your spot you'll still have your your song don't worry just like learn to sit down and shut up and listen for once and you're right we're not trying to like we're not trying to talk these people up we're trying to let you know that this is what you shouldn't be doing the representation for for people that look like us has been a luxury 
Yeah. For 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 the people like for me, not so much because I like the variety. I like hearing different stories that aren't my own. Um, but for you know the, the people that are complaining, this has been a luxury because no one has talked about it. Mm-hmm. This has just been the standard: is to have this cookie cutter character that everyone has known and everyone who hasn't been represented just kind of dealt with it because they assume things aren't going to change. Well, we now live in a world where things can change and they do because people speak up. Um, So it's not that something is being taken away from you. Your representation isn't going away. It's just that other people are being represented. And it's like I said, the playing field is just getting more flat. It's getting more even. Mm -hmm. Uh, Listen, I'm all for variety. Like you said, like this is this is a good thing. Like we need to freshen up the game industry, in my opinion. So bring in the variety, like make things different. Let's go. Let's shake it up, and we'll get we'll get uh, tons of incredible stories out of it. I I just know it. Yeah, it's definitely exciting. Um, hopefully we hear more Can't about wait for Hit Woman. <laughs> Don't be ridiculous. <laughs> um. Yeah, I mean, yeah, something like that would actually be like super cool. Like we get it, the agent, agent forty-seven, right? Um, is it agent forty-seven? Why do I feel like yeah. that's wrong? Thank yeah. you. No, it's forty-seven. Um, overplayed, right? Give me, give me a bald woman with a barcode on the back of her head. Yeah. Um, How dare she be bald? <laughs> <laughs> um, no, I'm excited. This I think is going to be good things because I think when you have a when you have some when you have a big player make this change then it it kind of is one of those things that like forces the hand of everybody else to follow suit um and it shouldn't feel like people are being forced to do it because it's like i said should have just been happening but i'm excited for gta more gta 6 news i'm hoping that this like tease that we're getting now just means that we're going to be getting more over like the coming weeks and months um i remember how hyped i was getting for gta 5 and i definitely know this is going to be a game that i'm assuming we're both uh going to get probably as close to launch as possible yeah i would have to imagine the only thing that would keep me from getting it from launch is um if they don't do cross-platform multiplayer because i'm assuming i'll want to get it for playstation because that's what all of my friends will get it for Mm -hmm. so that would be the only reason i wouldn't get it at launch you mean all of your friend all my friend one (laughs) me (laughs) you Yeah, no, I know what you mean. That's that was always like the big thing um, with, with like you because you always had uh, like the the oh my god the Series X, no, the One X. Excuse me, you had the One X and the PS4, and so at times you'd be like, "Is this a game we're gonna play together?" And I'd be like, "Eh, probably not." And you're like, "Okay, I'm definitely gonna get it for the One X then because it's like better, right? Like it's the better yeah. system." Uh, so that's uh, that's what happened with uh with Red Dead. Um, and honestly, like that was a good move because like I didn't, I ended up not even really playing the online that much, and I can't imagine we would have. So I assumed if we were going to play a game like that, we'd probably play GTA. Exactly. Like we wouldn't be missing out that much. Um. Okay. Oof. Anything else? Did we miss anything from the first time? I don't think so. I think we might have <laughs> been a little more um, made a better point in that round. Yeah, I think so too. Um. All right. Boomers. And the cesspool of social media. What a tie <laughs> the, together. Yeah. The uh, the New York Times released an article um, within the past week that I thought would be good to talk about. If you didn't read it, you should. Children's screen time has soared in the pandemic, alarming parents and researchers. Um, and yeah, the, the, the New York Times and uh, probably the same people who said at the beginning of quarantine that hey uh actually the one of the researchers in it was one of the people who said don't feel bad about having your uh children like if you notice they're on screens more because like this is a different this is a difficult and different time and like we all have to find our own ways to cope with it um which is a key to this whole thing um but that same person is now walking back on that and saying they feel bad about it because of how much we are dependent on on our screens um super uh hmm. it's just not a great article it's not it's not well thought out um i'll let you kind of say your piece 
because uh, I think you you really sum it up well. Yeah, you're, you're exactly right in that it's not a good article. Um, it's very generalized. And you, when you sent it to me, you were upset about it. <laughs> and I, I, I read it uh, before I responded. And I said I didn't completely disagree mm-hmm. with the article. Uh, and that's that's kind of the issue. Um, they talk about screen time in general, including video games. Okay, so we know at this point that there is uh, a negative um, reaction that can come from too much mobile phone use, smartphone use, and um, social media, which is two things they talk about. Mm-hmm. We kind of have to address the obvious here and the fact that with COVID in the past 10 months, the, the world has started to transition to a more digital world. Um, at least five years mm-hmm. with, you know, the advent, well, not really the advent, but the popularization of um, working from home and remote learning, remote events, um, social media events, um, things being on YouTube, like live, like important things being on YouTube and platforms like that. So unfortunately, uh, well, depending on how you look at it, it's, it's, it's inevitable. Um and that's, that's good and bad. At least we're doing what we can to get through the pandemic. There is a negative effect, though, where, you know, there is an addictive state of screens and, and social media, especially, and it's not always good, um, especially when you get locked into an echo chamber. And, you know, like you said before, with the women in video games, you get this one forum of everybody just validating each other with the wrong idea because mm-hmm. they're not the only one that believes it. That's where I agree with the article and the fact that if you're a parent, you should watch how much time your kids are spending on their phone or social media um, or just uh, doom scrolling on Instagram. Um, And I I think you had a good point about that earlier, so I'll let you speak on that. Um, But with video games... We've seen the research this year, especially that it's an escape for a lot of people, people who have never played video games, not even just kids, mm-hmm. you know, the the people who are the age of the parents in this article who are concerned that um, they failed their son um, because he doesn't play basketball or go mountain biking anymore, um, that he just wants to play video games a lot of the time in lieu of doing those things. And it seems like they didn't even take take the time to think that like he could still go mountain biking. Mm-hmm. COVID didn't change mountain biking. You're not going in a pack of people who are within six feet of each other. I mean, that's just stupid. Um, and basketball, yeah, you lose competitive sports, organized competitive sports for the most part. There are some instances where people are able to do it safely. I don't know how that applies to the high school level. I think for the most part, it doesn't. Mm-hmm. Um, but you know, if you really loved basketball, he could go if they have a hoop in the yard. Go practice out out in the out in the driveway. I mean, and you know, if they have friends that are being responsible and families that are being responsible during this time, you know, you can get a couple people together and play. There's, there's really not much harm that can come out of that. Um, but to think that video games are are, are, are a detriment here and, and causing him to, I, I guess, in air quotes, not be a kid, mm-hmm. or their idea of a kid, they're not fitting the mold that they have in their head because it's the way that they were raised. Um, I, I, think it's, I think it's ludicrous. I mean, if he really loves video games and wants to spend time in video games, even if it's... If it's if it's a genuine interest and he wants to know how it works, I mean, he can work towards a career in it, or he can. There are so many colleges now on every level that are paying students to go to school and and play. Mm-hmm. Um, but even they they just have to look at like the the past year has been a lot, and for a lot of people, like we've said in, in past podcasts, and we've seen the research, it's just an escape. Yeah, it's like you know. 
everybody needs their own vice right now to to deal and to cope and to just put up with the you know the 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 state of the world um you know i know i personally like video games are very much that for me um i probably play more than the average person um but like it's like one way for me not to be like anxious and like it is like very much like my my baby blanket right like Mm -hmm. i feel safe when i'm just sitting playing video games (laughs) um as like ridiculous as that sounds but like i am not thinking about everything that makes me anxious um and i'm not saying you should always just escape those things um but like especially this past year like it just felt like every fucking day was just something new and it's like rather than doom scrolling for eight hours which is what i assume a lot of people decide to do um you know on social media and stuff you know i i just put stuff put that out of my my hands out of my mind and instead looked at a a bigger screen and played a a video game you know i i think one is a better trade-off than the other and i hate that the this article uh like literally just lumped them in together like you said like they just they just said like screen time is it's all bad like but playing video games and scrolling on social media are two very different things you know they they might both give you um what is it uh dopamine dopamine thank you but it's different and no matter what how you try to look at it it's different um and i was i was saying you know think about it this way would you rather your kid play video games for four hours with like a couple of buddies playing Fortnite or whatever right or like any battle royale or, or whatever um you know a game together talking socializing there because socializing is pretty difficult right now don't know if you knew that or not um <laughs> it was difficult in the first place yeah exactly um well yeah i mean especially for 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 you and me uh i'm very socially <laughs> awkward if i if i have the option to socialize or not socialize i nine times out of ten will probably choose not to um but uh you know that's that's option a or option b uh letting them just like go on twitter tiktok instagram for four hours where yes they can socialize with people but you know i was saying to you like those social media is you are you are trying to put out your best self you're not allowed to have a bad day on social media you're not allowed to like because that's like that's that's bad like nobody has a bad day a lesser person exactly like but it's not the case because everybody has bad days so the like instagram models and like the the you know influencers influencers thank you like they they never have a bad day to your face they'll never let you know that they're having a bad day because that makes them human um but they'll still show you the island that they're staying at um and you don't get mad at them because traveling during the pandemic for them is okay, but like you understand that it's your sacrifice to allow them to do that. Um, no, but like it's just like that's that's what social media is. It's always you're trying to just put out your best self twenty four seven, and after a while, that's that can be super detrimental to your own mental health. Seeing that somebody else is always just in like such a good mood, I, their their life is always so perfect, and like you know this shitty thing happened to me. Fucking fell down the stairs or something. I don't know what happens in quarantine, um, <laughs> but you know what I mean. Like it, it, yeah, that's yeah, yeah. that's definitely a lot worse. But they're both screen time. They're not the same though. They're so different. Um, I would and, say that one can even alleviate the other. For sure. That's that's, that's literally me. Like I literally. I, thank God there are no more loading screens because when there's a loading screen, I sit on my phone and I just go on Twitter for a little bit and I like see some memes and stuff like that, and then I see something fucking terrible something shitty that happened and then i'm just in that for an hour and then i look up and i'm like oh my game loaded but then i just keep scrolling like i have to avoid that shit like it puts me in a bad mood it, it makes me sad like i i hate it so i don't know i i started to ramble there at the end my least favorite thing about this article was um the the desire to always attack the brain right uh like saying like how something impacts the brain always causes such like a like a strong reaction um and i found the actual quote this time uh scientists say that children's brains there it is brains well through well through adolescence are considered plastic meaning they can adapt and shift to changing circumstances um 
and I think what that's getting at is the fact that like, you know, you're, you're, uh, your brain is so easy to, to mold that you're going to like develop these like sort of habits and stuff. So what they're getting at is that when we need to get back into our offline world, which isn't going to happen, that would, it, we were only going to get more and more online and digital, but whatever, when we need to get back to an offline world, this, this fantasy world they're talking about, it's going to be difficult to do that, especially for children, because once they get stuck in their ways, I guess that doesn't make sense to me. Because if anything, I feel like the older you are, the older you get, the more stuck in your ways you get and the less likely you are to change. Yeah, I think you're exactly right. I mean, I can I can think of how much I changed even over like the four years of college. And a totally different person. I mean, it's just... Yeah, I, I, I haven't <laughs> met someone over the age of 30 who has changed their ways even if they're dead wrong. Right. Um, right. Yeah. And and I think, uh, I guess truly the worst thing was, let me find it. Um, the, the, the mother of the son in this article, uh, had a question for him that I'm sure she thought was like a great zinger. Uh, she said, what are you going to do when you're married and stressed? Tell your wife that you need to play Xbox. Yes. That's exactly what you're going to do. I don't understand this. Like who, who are you? To say that that your method of coping with stress is worse than any other method. I mean, like, barring anything like killing someone, right? Like, anything that's, like, wholly, un, uh, like, wholly uh, legal and stuff like that. But, like, to, like, oh, how do you deal with your stress? Like, you just come home and drink, like, half a bottle of Captain. Like, how is that better <laughs> than, than me coming home? And like, what do you want them to do? Do you want, like, if you're stressed, you're more likely to be agitated easily. And like, you're then more likely to be combative about things. And so you're like, your significant other goes like, and says like, Hey, uh, like earlier you didn't put your bowl in the dishwasher. And like, now you're going to fight about a fucking bowl. Like, is that better than like saying like, Hey, I, you know what work sucked today. Um, the world kind of sucks. I just, I think I'm going to go play a little video games. You know, I'm going to go play some video games. Like what? Of course, that's what you should do. Like, don't have like a toxic battle about something. Just, you know, you're in, you know, your own mood. And if you can get out ahead of it, why, sh- why wouldn't you, why shouldn't you do that? Instead of like going into destructive mode and like, I'm going to burn everything in my, in my path. It's, it's kind of disheartening because as someone who is a young adult, um, life is really stressful right now. Um, I am married and stressed and I'm fortunate that, you know, my wife lets me play. Let's my wife, my wife. <laughs> uh, she understands that we've, we've had conversations about this and, um, she's, uh, she has said, you know, they're not for me, but she was saying they're not for her. Um, but I understand that this is a good way to clear your mind. And, you know, as someone who's works full time and is very busy mm-hmm. all the time, when I get a moment to play a game and just kind of forget, and it's one of the few things in this world that can truly clear my head. Like I love reading too, mm-hmm. but if I can't clear my head, I can't read one thing in the book could bring up something about like, I read a lot of nonfiction, which is also kind of an issue um, <laughs> using it to relax, but like somebody could remind me of something at work and then I will just be so anxious and I'll have to put the book down and I'll literally like, now that I'm working from home, I'll go work. Cause that's the only way I can clear my head with video games. Like something could remind me like watchdogs in particular. Sometimes it happened because uh, I work um, in information and uh, it's basically what the whole uh, game is about. <laughs> And like some things would come up and it would like trigger like stress from work mm-hmm. but then stuff just keeps moving and you forget about it and it's and i don't come back to it after i'm done playing the game because it's already so far gone right um yeah i think that's kind of a that's a bullshit thing to say yeah and i i said uh you know like i think i think when when you find something wrong with somebody's own way of you know i think we've talked about it like i've always felt kind of like i don't know like a shame is not the right word but like like 
I feel weird when people are like, well, what are you doing in your free time? And I'm like, I play video games. Like, mm-hmm. I feel I feel like a lesser human when I say that, which shouldn't be yeah. the case. Because how do, how do people spend their time? I always come back to that because in my head, I can't wrap around. I can't get my head to wrap around what other people do with their free time because like, I wouldn't want like, like if you do arts and crafts, that's great. Like Shelby does arts and crafts all the time, right? But I am mm-hmm. not that type of person. I'm not a very... Um, I guess, physically creative person when it comes to that. Like, I'm a big idea guy, but, like, you know, when it actually comes to, like, painting, I can't paint. I don't have I don't have hardly any artistic ability in me. So, like, you, every, again, everybody has their own vice for how to fill their free time. How Like, how are you any better as a parent when, like, what do you do? Do you come home and then do you sit down and watch the news, which is essentially doom-scrolling social media? Mm-hmm. And then do you just, like, watch a couple of tv shows do you watch like jeopardy and then like and then end up like that's how that's how you fill your four hours from six to ten you watch the news and like some jeopardy and then like maybe a crime show or something right whereas your kid then in those four hours played some video games how what like how is one necessarily better than the other it's all a matter of what you prefer as a person you right. never and, make somebody and, feel bad about one or the other. And if you're concerned about a younger person and their and their brain development, I mean, brain. If you brain, <laughs> if you were to say, "Why don't you come and watch the show with us?" You're literally just like having the kids sit there and space out, not even activating their brain at all. Whereas, like, they could be playing a game, like for example, like in Immortals, there's like these little portals you can go through, and there's the the things I was telling you about where you can get the puzzles. Um, the puzzles, yeah. Like they're not eat, they're not straightforward all the time, mm-hmm. and they're like they reward you for thinking outside the box. Because, like I said, there's those treasure chests which aren't necessarily obvious, but you can catch one thing and it makes you think, and then you get there and there's a there's a physical reward to it. Mm-hmm. So it's still activating the brain. It's still um, developing creative thinking. I, I attribute a lot of my problem solving skills to video games. Hell yeah. The fact that I've played them pretty much my whole life. Yeah, for sure. Yep. So I'm problem mean, solving more so than candy crush. <laughs> <laughs> right. Um, yeah, I don't know the, I guess that's, that's basically it. This article was just very deaf in, to think that, you know, let's, let's, continue to point blame to video games when we've basically moved past this right like we got to a point where we talked about it just a couple weeks ago you know we're not far removed from talking about how video games had their best year because people are realizing that like there's good to them um Mm -hmm. and we just got done talking about that and now here we are again and video games are the problem what else is new like just so tired of it i'm just so tired of this constantly being pointed to to blame when there are so many other worse things to 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 deal with than whether or not a kid is playing video games but that's just me hopefully it's just a lack of understanding that they'll catch on to in the coming years as video games progress to be more relevant and, and more important we can only hope um all right lastly do we have enough time are we still recording we (laughs) fuck (laughs) yes (laughs) that would be it last week would be our last episode ever yes 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 i'm going to be i'm going to be very brief Mm -hmm. about this because it was really just kind of speculation it's it's no more than that Good to get it on the radar, though, because um, hopefully, like, yeah, in the coming weeks. I'm sure it's something that we'll we'll talk about um, as, as we get more details. But someone, I don't know who, found code or a, a reference in the Stadia code to something called Project Hailstorm. And immediately, and it's, it's, it's kind of twofold. It's exciting that Google is hiding stuff in their code showing that they're still developing. They're still trying to make the service better. It hasn't died after one year of existence. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think the success of Cyberpunk on Stadia kind of helped with that. Um, 
it's exciting that that's the case. And it's also exciting that people are excited about it and, and talking about it and speculating. Um, so like I said, it's called project hailstorm and there's this on the stadia Reddit, there's, um, a forum here, the subreddit that says, what is project hailstorm? And it's a bunch of people just speculating on what it could be. And they did like a poll looks like two days ago, it closed on what it could be. So I'm going to go from what got the least votes to what got the most votes. Um, so the least votes was a new controller, which would be interesting considering the service basically just launched to the general public and the Stadia controller is great. Probably my second favorite controller I've ever used. Um, the, the second is emulation of Android apps and games within Stadia, which would be interesting. Stadia VR which in my opinion is a little far-fetched seeing as Google gave up on their VR project uh, daydream. Um, enabling huge multiplayer worlds. <laughs> I don't know if this one's a joke or what. Um, I feel like it's not, but uh, a search bar. <laughs> and <laughs> I mean, it's true. I don't know. I have to look, but I don't think there's really any way to search for games within Stadia, especially since they give so many away. It's kind of hard to find them sometimes. But the top, the top vote, and this is one that I'm really excited about, is um, Gen 2 Server Blades with a touch of ray tracing. So in essence, bringing Stadia up to snuff with PS5 and Series X. They've already said they're doing that at some point. They haven't announced when yet. So the fact that they've already said they're doing it and there's a reference to code in there. That's where, if I had to put money on it, that's where I would put it, and that's really exciting. Um, Stadia already plays well. Mm-hmm. So if I remember correctly, from a hardware standpoint, each blade or each basically instance that you can use is has slightly higher specs than the Xbox One X. So it's kind of between the best of last generation and the standard for current generation. Um, they have some other cool like hardware features in there. Um, I forget what it's called, but basically um, it kind of mimics more of a computer architecture where you can have two graphics cards. So like one can render water and one can render the rest of the game like liquids. So liquids look a little more realistic, which evidently um, is hard to do in the game development world. Um, so that's exciting. The one other thing that I saw is speculated. It's not on this list. And this is another one um, that I think is realistic. It's called Project Hailstorm. And I don't know if you've seen the new um, Google Chromecast that with Google TV that came out sometime earlier or late last year, I think. It kind of looks like a little piece of hail. Okay. And at this point, Stadia is not compatible with that Chromecast, you have to use the old Chromecast Ultra. Right. So my other thought, and um, again, this isn't necessarily my original idea, is that it's going to, it's just the first thing that came to mind when I heard Hailstorm, is that it's going to come to more smart devices. Mm-hmm. Um, in particular, like TVs and Chromecasts. So... Interesting stuff. Well, we'll see as we get more details it, in the coming months. It should probably be noted that technically this could be nothing, right? Like, it, or it could be, uh, I should say, very, very small because it's not like they announced it and it was just kind of found. So, like, it could be something as simple as adding like a search bar, right? Um, like something like that. Like, it, it's not necessarily going to be this like massive new upgrade to the Stadia. Like, it, it could it could almost be a nothing thing. Um, yeah, it very well could be, but it is always fun to speculate with these things and kind of see if any, if we can be accurate about any sort of uh guess. I think I like, I think realistically, I like the like search bar thought or like, um, kind of like you said, just bringing it to other devices that almost like hits the nail on the head for me. Um, just because it's, it's not something huge. Like how, how often do we like find something and then it's like, it ends up being this like massive thing, massive upgrade, massive change, whatever. Um, so I think I like those two because of like 
the relative simplicity of the like thought of what it is not necessarily the simplicity of doing that um but yeah i think also my favorite was the person who said free u2 album on every purchase and it was the top oh, you on the Reddit form. <laughs> <laughs> i thought that was hilarious um but yeah uh i kind of going off your point there i think it would be a huge moment for cloud gaming if this were like a server blade upgrade because mm-hmm. just think like the whole point of this has been like really no responsibility on the gamers part to maintain anything no updates no downloads anything like that so now imagine if one morning you wake up and google tweets and said hey stadia is a whole new console now and all you have to do is sign on mm-hmm. like without doing anything overnight with no updates you have a brand new console. I think that would really be a big statement that they could make here by not yeah. announcing it beforehand and just saying, Hey, here it is. Yeah. It would definitely be a very like, I hate to say it, but like, this is the future, right? Like look at what we can do. And right. I think that would be super eye opening. And yeah, I think it would take this, um, like streaming to a, to a or cloud gaming, excuse me, to like a whole new level. No scalping. Literally, everyone could get it. Everyone could get something that would compare to the PS5 or the Series X. My God. Like that. So, wow. That's, like, crazy to think about. <laughs> yeah. Oh, my God. Yeah, that's exciting. Uh, I'm hoping, even if this isn't the big thing, I'm hoping, I'm hoping this year we get some, like, really big announcement and some, like, really cool new stuff when it comes to cloud gaming whether it's like a new player doing something big or it's it's stadia um kind of just marching on um because i think we've talked about it sometimes google can make me nervous with their their new projects oh yeah all right well this was this this was still good the second time um yeah this was like this was like that like you went out to like a nice classy italian restaurant and they give you like the huge portions so you were only able to eat like three quarters of it but that last quarter still heated up fine in the microwave so that's we were <laughs> this was the <laughs> this was the leftovers <laughs> this was the microwave portion of this podcast and it i feel like it tasted pretty good what did you guys think did you also think it tasted good why are you tasting the podcast this isn't a nintendo switch cartridge stop putting it in your mouth um if you did enjoy it thank you for listening uh, we really appreciate uh, anyone and everyone who has listened to it. Um, Mike, who should they share it with this week? Someone who has actually tried a Switch cartridge, because I'd like to talk to them. <laughs> Why don't you take a seat? Hold on. I have a better one. Parents who think video games are the problem. <laughs> there you go. Share it with a parent who thinks video games are the problem, and we can rant at them for an hour about why they aren't the problem um but yeah we appreciate it uh if you can leave us some feedback you can find us on social media and uh let us know there as well and other than that we'll talk to you guys next week